Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, one of the big stories should have been Brexit, but not at all. Not at all. Ditches, people dead and all of that Not at all, not at all Right, a series of high-profile unionists Have warned the Ulster Unionist Party's leader-in-waiting That his opposition to electoral pacts indeed Could see unionism lose out big time in North Belfast Let me speak to Alex Kane about this Alex, good morning Good morning, Frank uh, Alex, the possibility of John Finucane winning the seat in North Belfast is, is pretty high if the unionist vote is split. In, in the past, Nigel Dodds has managed to be the successful candidate. He seems to be worried at this moment in time. Well, I think, yes, uh, in normal circumstances, I, I, I think they might have given it a bit of a Bible because they, they, they also understood their up to 2015-2017, so it's about what eight, nine years, I think, since they last stood. But because I think of the, 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 the DUP problems at the minute over the, the, the deal, over being, you know, let down by Boris, over the fact that the Assembly still not moving, the fact that, you know, same-sex marriage, abortion have all gone through, DUP do have problems. And I think there's a little fear in some of them that there might be a shift of, if, if you like, that softer unionism might move back towards the old students' party if it put up a good candidate and so on. But, you know, it's it's one of those things, Frank, when, you know, for the Ulster, for the DUP to say, oh, we're the biggest, strongest, mightiest party of all, but still that fact is that the fact that they're having to say, oh, but, you know, we really, you know, if there's a, if there's a pact every day that would help secure the seat, if this would happen, just sounds to be just a little bit of weakness in the DUP as well, a little bit of reality check for them that perhaps, you know, that some of the people that they might have banked on always might not just be as, as bankable this time. It's quite a mix of people that have signed this letter. Fraser Agnew is one of the names that springs out. Spencer Beatty, the county grandmaster of Belfast. Billy, Billy Hutchinson, the PUP uh, leader. There, there is a, there's, there's 25 people altogether who have, who have signed it and they're directing it very much at the incoming leader of the, the Ulster Unionist Party. Will, will those voices in the end be listened to, even though a man who previously, I think, was a, a, a commander on a nuclear submarine, he wouldn't be easily swayed, but he, he, he might have to bow to this pressure. Well, I think there are a number of things. The, the unionist family, we, we, the unionist party always seems split. We always talk about the, the divisions within unionism, but in essence, Frank, it, it's a very dysfunctional family, but they all know each other. They know each other well. They get at personal levels across the parties. They get on well. What you have a sense in North Belfast is that there, 
There's a fear of losing, but that's magnified by what they think is happening in perhaps South Belfast. Some people have put East Belfast into the mix, but I, I think Gavin Robinson is, is safe there. But in terms of South Belfast, North Belfast, suddenly um, you end up with maybe only one union a seat in, in all of Belfast rather than the three at present has. Put that into the mix as well. That, that, that is what's spooking some of them. I think the biggest impact on um, Steve Aiken will come is Davy Brown is, is is a key, obviously, husband for many years in North Belfast. What we're not seeing is any MLAs. We're not seeing any former MPs. We're not seeing any former leaders. I suspect, and I don't know for certain, but my, my hunch, I'm willing to stand by my hunch, I suspect that Steve Aiken will be getting a lot of people with influence across the Ulster Unionist Party who will be saying to him, look, just be careful here, because you do not want to start your leadership, Steve, losing a seat. You know, if the Ulster Unionist Party had any guarantee, Frank, of winning two or three seats, yeah, they could say, look, fair game here, guys. You might lose one. We're going we're gonna to make up for that. We're going to win that one somewhere to make up you plus another couple. So, yeah, the, the nightmare for the Ulster Unionist Party is that it, it, its intervention could cause the loss of one or two unionist or DUP seats in this case. It doesn't get any seats of its own, so it, it, it's the nightmare. So I think, yes, there will be pressure coming on. I don't think this letter in itself is maybe enough at this stage, but I think, yes, it will It will act as an incentive. And I was going to say, the other thing, um, I can't back remember, but the other thing I was going to say, <laughs> Frank, uh, in, in, in terms of unionism, but I, I think it, it, it's a case that uh, Steve Aiken needs to be very careful here because he's not going to be given a Bible. If 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 something if he sticks with this pact or or this view that no pact and puts candidates, he's got a problem there. But what I what I think he might be able to do is what I'm describing as the a pact that dare not speak its name. Basically, the DUP will say to the Ulster Unionist, look. Leave Tom in it. We will not contest from Amherst. So Tom can have to go. We'll help. We'll support. We'll do what's required so we can get that seat back again. And the Ulster Party can just quietly say, we're not putting up a candidate in North Belfast. In essence, that is not a pact, Frank, in the real sense of the term. And they can fight the other 16 seats between them if they want. But in those two seats, nod, wink, you know, how's your father? That is the sort of thing they can do. It, 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 it's not a pact in, in any Well, it's, it's not a pact, but it's a deal. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, if Steve or Aiken is looking for a way, I should this right. I've simply said the word pact. I look. I've been in this game long enough. You've observed it long enough. Politicians can say one thing one day and say, "Oh yes, but I was talking about the pact where we would sit down and come to an arrangement." Blah blah. That's you know, and that is or isn't going to happen. But simply to say, look, we're we're not we're we're deliberately not throwing a uh, we we're not going to contest North Belfast, but we will be contesting North Down, which they haven't contested since 2005. We will be contesting South Antrim, East Antrim, North Antrim. We will be contesting South Belfast and so on. All of that is possible with. But leaving North Belfast and Fermanagh South to run untouched, I think he could get. All I'm saying is, like, I think Aiken could get away with that without doing any real damage if he insists on going ahead and standing in every single seat. And also the other thing, from he has to find a candidate, and I'll see in this candidate who is willing to stand in North Belfast, and that is going to be a much harder ask than he thinks because if the association, David Brown and people like that, are not for this. He may find the association just goes no leader. <laughs> we ain't backing the candidate here. Yeah, but is there, is there not is there not someone who would be vain enough to have their face on a poster? Um, I don't. It's one of those odd things. Like yes, if 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 you had a fifty fifty chance, or 
you know, you could fifty fifty chance of winning yourself or a reasonably safe bet that you weren't going to cost unionism the seat. Yes, you will always find someone who is vain enough or could be talked into it or sort of conjoled into it and so on. But in a case like this, I just think it would be well let's put it this way. It would be a very brave person who I think at this point would decide, yes, I'd like to be the Ulster Unionist Party candidate and I know I cannot win because no harm to them and I speak as a former Ulster Unionist and those students can that it is not and cannot win this seat at this point. So they, they, they start on that basis. And, but if they then go on to cause the loss of that seat, they get, say they get 1,500 and Nigel Dodds loses by 14, like 1,499. Work it out for yourself, frankly. <laughs> that will be a very, very bad start. And not only will it annoy, you know, uh, the North South Associates, it will also annoy an awful lot of other Ulster Unionists across the party, right? Because John Tong's late book on the study of the, of the Ulster Unionist Party, the quite recent book, published a few months ago, and it, 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 it ties in with my own view. I mean, I was connected to the party for 30 years. Upwards of 40 to 45 percent of Ulster Unionist members actually think packed at elections can be quite useful. And not in every seat, but in seats where there's a danger of a seat being lost, they should work together. And I think Aiken, it's, it's, it was a very bold stance he took. At the time, with it, but 10 days ago, I just think he needs to tread, tread very carefully at this point because he could end up, you know, having, you know, he could end up in the ninth of next Saturday, I think. He could end up with a, a, a huge internal split at the minute. It's, it's more sort of cross party split. And he really doesn't want to turn up at a, a, a ratification meeting of his leadership to find senior party members and officers and um, executive members, you know, going, hang on, we don't back this leader. We do not support what you're doing. He does not want that. Oh, just one final point briefly, Alex, in relation to the selection of a candidate for North Belfast. Uh, can Steve Aiken impose someone on North Belfast or does the constituency grassroots have to accept that per person or even propose that person? Well, the, the the rules have changed. I mean, I, I helped to change some of the rules just before I left, um, and there have been changes to them since then. Uh, a candidate has to be um, approved by the um, a central rules committee. So, in other words, you have to be a, 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 a in good standing candidate. You have to be approved by by the the, the, the officer team responsible for the selection of candidates because they're supposed to go through a training program, preparation program, and so on. And, but the process begins, the, the association would normally select the candidate, maybe one or two will go to the next stage, and it's that point that, that the final decision is made. I think it would be extraordinarily difficult. I, can't, I don't know for certain if a, a leader can or the officers could say, no, we're putting this candidate in. But I, I would, be, even if they had that power, I would be astonished if against the advice of the North Belfast Association and against the advice of some senior players, influence formers across the party, I would. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'd be genuinely surprised if if Aiken and the officers went ahead with that because they, they could end up in a situation and say, this is our candidate. <laughs> and the North Belfast going, that's fine. This is not our candidate. We will be working for Nigel Dodds. We will be campaigning for Nigel Dodds. And worse than that, if you're going to continue with this, we're no longer, you know, regard ourselves as, as an association linked to the LCN. I've seen this, Frank, over the years. Aiken needs to tread. This is, I, I, I like Steve, actually. I respect him. This is a guy who's used... In, in his previous careers, not simply as a, as a submarine commander, but in other careers, he's a man who's used to giving orders. He's used to saying those orders about. He's used to chains of command. I know from the Ulsterians party, the Ulsterians party, blessed, he's not always very good when it comes to chains of command. It tends to go no, two fingers. No, we're not doing that. That I think is. Is a lesson that Steve maybe that's what they need. <laughs> maybe maybe well, they need know? someone to say, "Listen, this is how it's going to be done, and you'll you'll do it as your boss tells you." Because they're disappearing like snow off a ditch. Well, that, that you look. Know, the other problem they have, right? And it's, and it's an extraordinary from their point of view, from the Elshin's point of view. And I, I will give them a do in this one. They, 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 the policy, they, the unofficial policy of the Elshin's party was, I think, it was on balance. Back at the referendum, on balance, we believe that the United Kingdom, all of it, would be best remaining in the in the European. That was its position. And uh, when uh, when it was Brexit, they backed it and not we we don't want we're not backing any old nonsense. But yeah, we want to see it implemented. Um, you know, get, making sure that Northern Ireland is is respected and treated well, and you know, not thrown to the wolves, and so on. They have watched the DUP make an absolute dog's dinner of this. So, how do you keep criticising? How do you say, look, you got it wrong, you got it wrong there, you got it wrong here, you got the RHI, you've got Ian Paisley Junior, you've got this, you've got that. But hey, forget about all of that. We'll do a pact with you. I can understand where Steve and others are coming from. It's very, very difficult. But at the heart of unionism, and it, it replies, it plays to nationalism and republicanism too, Frank, there's no point getting away from it. At the heart of these things, when it comes to it, what is the, from, from the un, overall unionist point of view, no matter how much you may be annoyed with the DUP or any other unionist party, they will always come down to the simple, basic principle that it's better to have a unionist in the seat as MP than not a unionist. And that applies equally in, in other seats as well, where it would be nationalist, SDLP, Sinn Féin, whatever, fighting it. But from their perspective, if they could do it, it would always be better to have a nationalist rather than a unionist. That is the reality of politics here. OK, thank you very much, uh, Alex. John Manley from the Irish News is listening to this at our invitation as well. Good morning, John. Good morning, Frank. Uh, uh, do you think it would be an easy run for John Finucan if the unionist vote is split in North Belfast? Um, I'm not sure. I, it, it, it would depend on the calibre of the candidate in North Belfast, the unionist candidate, that is, and nobody immediately springs to mind that is going to draw uh, significant votes for the Ulster Unionist Party. The margin up there is little over 2,000, 2,081. Um, so, you know, and also it needs... The, the, the other factor uh, in this, then, is what the SDLP does, you see, and how many votes it takes away from John Fanukin. 
Yeah, so there, there are many different ways to split a vote, and that's the same in most constituencies. Just on the issue of the SDLP, John, it seemed like a clever enough line last night on the news from the leader of the SDLP when he said about Derry, his own area, that the only Derry voice in Parliament is that of Gregory Campbell. He, w- he was landing a blow on the Sinn Féin representative there, wasn't he? Certainly, you know, that is one way. Uh, if if ever there has, if Sinn Féin's abstentionist policy has been highlighted more, it's during this Brexit debate and the way the, the DUP has wielded so much power with its 10 votes and people say, well, you know, had uh, Sinn Féin taken their seats and used their seven seats similarly as the DUP, you know, we may not even have been, uh, we may have been facing, you know, a potentially a second referendum or revoking Article 50 even, you know. So, yes, he, I, I know Colm has used that line before. Uh, he's, you know, he's, it, it, this is for him, it is about Derry. It is about giving a, a voice to Derry uh, in Westminster and because it is it is place potentially most impacted by Brexit. And can you see Sinn Féin being prepared to enter into any sort of arrangement with the SDLP at any level in any constituency to to try and secure an, uh, a Sinn Féin or indeed, in, maybe in some area, an SDLP rep- representative? Would, would, would Sinn Féin, for example, give the, the woman who's first, first up on the, on the billboards, I noticed, the first person to be on the, 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 the billboards today as Hannah is all up there written across the posters, the first ones that I've, I've seen in, in, in Belfast, uh, for sure. Would, would they give her a, a, a clearer run in South Belfast in return for the Michelle Gilder news run in, in, in Fermanagh, South Tyrone? Or would they not enter into anything like that? Well, it, it, it's, it's not unprecedented. We saw before in 2010 when uh, Alex Maskey stood aside in the Westminster election uh, and that, that enabled um, Alistair MacDonald to, to take the seat. And what was then, you know, and even Alistair MacDonald acknowledged at the time, he was, he was borrowing that seat. Now, you know, it's, it's arguably, you know, Northern Ireland's most uh, dynamic seat in terms of, of, of uh, demographic changes and different things. So all the time, I think the unionist uh, population of South Belfast is decreasing so that more and more that's becoming less and less of a safe unionist seat. So as I say, it's not unprecedented for Sinn Féin to stand aside. Uh, when I'm listening to Alex, they're talking about you know the DUP and the UUP. They have a history of pacts. That's something that nationalism isn't used to. Uh, you know, so really, you wonder how we go about these things and how to negotiate them. Uh, the, the SDLP, very keen to make it to avoid accusations that they are encouraging what we, you know, uh, are, quotes, a sectarian headcount. So they wanted to get alliance involved in this and the Greens involved, call it a progressive alliance or an anti-Brexit alliance. Um, so they're reluctant to enter into anything solely with Sinn Féin, but they will come under pressure. If Sinn Féin unilaterally stand aside in South Belfast, and there's little prospect of them taking the seat, really. Martin O'Miller hasn't uh, improved his, his electoral performance in the last three elections when he stood there. So they will come under pressure 
to reciprocate uh, in some way that they maybe you know it could be argued that they did that in 2017 when they put forward um, Martin McCauley who is the uh, the SDLP press officer Martin would be described perhaps as a paper candidate they put him in North Belfast against uh, Nigel Dodds and um, and John Finucane and yes sorry go on. no no sorry I was I just so, thought, so, thought yeah, you were yeah, trying to find yeah, the name yeah yeah so that would have enabled that would have enabled those people who you know it's an anathema to them to, to vote for Sinn Fein. They would have had a candidate to vote for, but those people who wanted to vote tactically and wanted to unseat Nigel Dodds could have given their votes to Sinn Fein. But it, it, the thing is that while you know they're looking to cooperate in Belfast and you know and do a, a, a sort of what could turn out to be a tacit deal rather than anything formal, uh, you know it's going to be a better struggle as we've talked about in Derry, you know, so that they'll be at odds with each other. And those, uh, that's a tension there, you know, as they try to negotiate one sort of uh, pact in Belfast and there's this sort of bitter acrimony in Derry or in Foyle. So behind the scenes, are they talking to each other while knifing each other in public? Well, certainly, Michelle O'Neill said yesterday that she has, you know, uh, had 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 discussions and she's reached out to the other leaders. I think, you know, uh, Sinn Féin is perhaps keener on this than the SDLP, but the SDLP has got to be pragmatic. They, they you know, again, as I say, they would much rather Alliance got involved, but Alliance won't. Um, Alliance may be... Uh, it, it possibly over over states its own chances of taking South Belfast and and think so. Why should we step aside in South Belfast and give Claire Hannah a clear run when we believe we can take the seat ourselves? You know, or or she should step aside for us. So yes, there are discussions. Whether they will come to anything, I, I, I'm not sure. But I think you know we, we may may see the best scenario for nationalism would be. Um, for a, a, as I say, we'll call it a tacit pact where Marchand and Willier steps aside in South Belfast and we possibly get a, another paper candidate in North Belfast. Certainly going to be interesting over the next uh, number of weeks, uh, John. We can read you in the Irish News and, of course, Alex in a variety of newspapers that he appears in, anything from the newsletter to the Belfast Telegraph and other publications beyond. Uh, thanks, thanks for speaking to us, John. Thank you. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 